Super Talk Mississippi media production. That's true. Are we doing uh, Rum Ones tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you want, you want to send out a tweet now, you can, but do it after the show. We'll we can do we can do lunch. Lunch show? Okay, yeah. Great. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Make sure you start your day with Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your day the right way. And that's with a ice cold or piping hot drink from our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Get your morning started the way you need it to. Get that extra boost that you need to get to those. First. You know, I know your, I know what your boss is doing. I know, and if you are the boss, you know what you're doing yourself. So just go right there. Get you need that boost to get through the day. That's what you get when you go to Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to get the best Mississippi State National Championship merchandise. And as we start turning the page to football, all the stuff you're going to need for the upcoming season. Don't forget, it's not just for you know about logo wear. It's tailgating equipment. Uh, you know, you want to put a flag on the house, tailgating tents, uh, serving you know stuff, the the dishes and things like that that you need for your tailgate, cornhole and and the games and all that stuff you put out at the tailgate. They've got it all at College Corner, so check them out if you haven't already. And if you're a home gator, somebody's going to stay home, hey, they got you taken care of too. Everything you need, maroon and white, that's available for you at College Corner. Our good friends at Humble Taco, they are doing it up right there every time you go in. Great atmosphere, great food, and a great place to hang out this summer in Starkville. And this fall, you know that's going to be the same thing. Great place. The patio will be hopping every football weekend. So come in. Grab yourself a couple of tacos, enjoy one of their handcrafted margaritas, and have a good time every time at Humble Taco. Practice week number two has begun, even though it's just the fourth uh, practice of of the uh, the 2021 training camp. Uh, see, we got our good friend, our new friend Stefan is is on the uh, on board with us on this. We're we're, we're getting fall camp out. I'm I'm glad, I'm glad to hear these things. Uh, Robbie, you were at practice today. I was obviously doing the show. Uh, just give me your, your your overarching thoughts on what you saw out there for day four. Um, I was sweaty. Okay, very My good. My feet hurt. Mm. And I got a little sunburn. Well, that one's on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's how I feel. I can't imagine how some of these guys feel that have been going through these practices. Four days and, in a row. I mean, in the last... Two days, I believe they've been wearing shoulder pads mm-hmm. um, and pants. Uh, always good to wear pants. Um, you don't want to be out there without pants. But uh, yeah, football pants. <laughs> just saying. What? This I'm is not saying. the kind of info I thought I was going to be getting. But I got to be honest, I'm drawn to it. Only the the most the most ex, the most expert most the, expert. Yes. Opin- uh, opinions and analysis. Yes. Okay. Um, in vocabulary, too. But, yeah, no, I thought that we've seen some good good things from the offense. The defense really impressed me on Monday. I thought the defense was winning most of the reps. And this is the time where you have to, where you have to weigh, is the offense just doing poorly or is the defense performing well? And vice versa. That that's the challenges that you have when you watch these practices. It's kind of tough sometimes to decipher what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. But 
I legitimately th- believe that the defense was just really good, and they have been for most of the fall pr- training camp training practices camp. Yeah. at this point. Um, I've been really impressed with Colin Duncan. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I think that the dude is just he's hitting he's hitting a new gear. And I have to try to rein it back a little bit on, on hyping these guys up because mm-hmm. let's be honest, if we wanted to, I could just make up a narrative and fans would probably believe it. The media could just start saying things and you could get the fans fully on board because they can't see anything. So I, I'm trying to and I think a lot of us are trying to paint a good picture while not getting you know, too hyped up about some of these guys because I don't want it to be game one and Makai Polk come out there and drop three passes mm-hmm. and you start saying, well, you hyped him up. That's, what that's, happened? It's one of the, 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 the cautionary tales or whatever you want to say of, of, of our job. Is, you know, we go out there, and I tell people this, like, I'm telling you the truth as it happens. Yes. When the information changes, I'll continue to tell you the truth and it may contradict something I said two or three weeks back. But the truth is the truth at the time you tell it. Yeah. As of right now, Makai Polk looks like he's going to be a difference maker. I would have told you that about Stephen Guidry a couple weeks into practice in 2018. Yep. You know, I was, I mean, I went out to the practice. I was like, this guy looks great. Big, physical guy, got speed. He should be fantastic. We can only report what we see. I can only tell you what I see. You know, and I, I'm not lying to you. Somebody so, was mad that you interrupted me about Rufus Harvey yesterday. Well, I'll tell way. you what then. Have at it. What, what do you think about Rufus Harvey? I love Rufus. I know you're you're a mark for Rufus. I'm a honest. Rufus mark because I've I've watched the kid since he was you know ninth grade and at Starville High School. So um, I've been pumping I've been pumping Rufus up for a long time. But I you know I I feel like I can look at somebody and tell whether or not you know they're made for the SEC. There's a lot of guys that have come out of Starville High School that I felt like. They should. They probably shouldn't get a scholarship at Mississippi State, right. and um, I've been vocal about that too. But Rufus was a guy that I thought, no matter who was on him in high school, they couldn't guard him. It, it just you know he he played bigger than his size, but he's also just an expert route runner, and he's just hard to keep up with. I mean, it didn't matter if it was an SEC defensive back that he was up against, or you know just a average Joe. And he's kind of kept that going. And last year what kept him out of games was he – I think he had COVID at some point or something. He was sick. Uh, might have – another time I think he might have got contact tracing. Yeah. And then and then he had an injury uh, in, in practice. But this time, you know, he's out there. He's full go. And he's winning a lot of battles. And I, it, it's the same thing is happening that I saw in high school – He's tough to guard, and he catches everything. We keep saying this. When, again, when you look at a Mike Leach offense, when you look at the stats at the end of the year for a normal Mike Leach offense, seven, eight, maybe nine guys are going to catch 40-plus passes. There's no reason Rufus Harvey can't be one of those guys. Yeah, he could very easily be. And I think Jameer Calvin's another guy. You know, I haven't really talked much about him. Paul Jones and I were talking about him today. You know, He's not a big guy. I think Rufus might even be bigger than him. But he is a he's a guy that was going to be a pest. He knows how this offense goes. He mm-hmm. knows how to run routes, That's and a he huge catches boost the ball right there. Yeah, I mean it, it's you don't have to be six four, you know, two twenty five out there just abusing defensive backs. You don't have to be that in this offense. You just have to get open and catch the ball. 
Uh, and that's exactly you know what Steve Spurrier Jr. and, and Mike Leach and these coaches, Dave Nickel, these guys preach to their receivers, just get open and catch it. Mm-hmm. And if you get open and catch it, you're going to be on the field. And I feel like you know those guys have that opportunity. I, I think Makai Polk, I think I saw him drop the first pass he's dropped in t- mm-hmm. since we've been out there on Monday, and it was it was a tough catch to make in yeah. the end zone. It was a little ahead of him, and he had to kind of dive for it, and he didn't catch it. That's the first pass I've seen him drop. Um, so, like I said, I'm not trying to hype these guys up, but they're performing really well in fall camp. And, uh, you know, Mike Leach was asked about Malik Heath at uh, the post-practice media availability, and he likes what he's doing, but he mentioned, you know, he's got to get more consistent. You know, he'll flash great plays, and then, you know, he'll he'll make a bad play. He's not going up with two hands and, and pulling the ball in with two hands. Sometimes he likes to go up there and try to catch it with one hand. And so Mike Leach is, is still steadily preaching those guys. He He's not hyping anybody up because he kind of sees this, how much more room they have to grow. And he sees things a lot more than, than we do. And, you know, we, we have a tendency to to exaggerate some things at times. But I, I do think this this wide receiver group is good. I think this defensive back group is really good too. Like I said, Colin Duncan has really flashed. He's had some really big battles with Jaden Wally. He won a lot of them on Monday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's it's tough to it's tough to look at it and break it down and say, you know, this group is is doing really right. well or this group is doing poorly. And you would expect the defense to be doing better at this point. Yeah. They've got more experience there. Yeah, you know, you've just got more guys who have been through, you know, these kind of situations and been through the fall practices before. So, they, 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 I expect them to be winning those battles. I think the state's defensive line—that first three of Crumity, Charlton, Davis, and then Cam Young—sort of behind them—that's a good group. I expect them to be winning battles. Emerson and Forbes, we know what they are. I expect them to be winning battles. So, when you come to me and tell me, you know, that I think the offense lost today, I'm not—I'm not overly surprised, and neither should you. But also, you shouldn't be concerned by it either. This is a good SEC defense they're facing right now. Yeah, wow. Zach Arnett is bringing his defense after him. Yeah, and he's bringing blitzes does from all over. Does that concern you, by the way? Does you does it concern you that? And maybe that's just something they do more in game preparation. But they're seeing a defense that they're not going to see a lot of. So, well, I think this defense can prepare them just the same. Okay, I mean, th- this is good. This is a tough defense for an offensive line to pick up mm-hmm. when you have blitzes coming from. The linebackers, defensive backs, and you got pressure coming from the defensive line. And I do think that eventually they will start running more zone defense, more drop eight defense. But you know, right now I think this is a this is a tough defense to to uh, combat as well. And um, you know, Zach Arnett is is not shy about bringing guys from from all angles and I think that's been that's been kind of fun to watch and it it also teaches your quarterback to get the ball out quickly yeah. and that's what they've had to do you know I saw some some uh shovel passes I saw some um design runs and things like that so it's it's been a good battle so far and and like you said I mean they do need to see a little more of that drop eight and you know what they're going to see routinely but I think this offense is going to be able to figure it out a little more this year Real quick off topic. You want to go to the Star Wars uh, Galactic Cruiser thing? You want to do that? You, you wanna, uh, what is that? It's the uh, immersive experience where you, you sort of stay in a uh, in a room that looks like you're on a Star Cruiser and you never actually... Oh, is that a... Is that a uh, 
they, they, they the just, Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been in that. This is this is just opened up. There's no way you've been to it. Is that the thing where you're commanding your own? No, no. This is like your hotel room. Oh, it's a hotel room. I thought yeah. you meant a ride. No, no, no. Okay. So the, to to stay in the hotel for two nights for two adults is forty eight hundred dollars. Nope. I'll pass. You do get all your food and your non-alcoholic beverages taken care of. Though. Uh, you bring I, a kid, you want to bring a little natty, but it's an extra $400 a night. No. I mean, my no, thank gosh. You. Wait, so it's like they're they're going to charge you for a person mm-hmm. instead of just charging you for the room? Right. Well, that's kind of dumb. Yes, I don't know what to tell you. I just saw that and I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't like Star Wars that much. No, I me either. Um... I'm trying to think. Chance Levertich. Yep. Looks like, I think even if, if Jack Abraham's able to come back, I think he might have started making some, some headway as being the number two guy. Have you been impressed by him? Yeah. I mean, I I think that you need Abraham to get back, and it's, it's still concerning that he's not out there because you need him to be a solid number two if he's not going to be your starter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Levertich has looked solid. But I just feel like there's a drop. There's there is a drop off between he and Will Rogers. I don't think the drop off is that significant with Jack Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'm a little surprised that Sawyer Robertson hasn't gotten more reps to this point mm-hmm. from what we've watched. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just you know Mike Leach's design, and it, you know he's going to bring those guys along um, pretty slow. Those freshmen, yeah, because the freshmen are especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's it's kind of interesting to watch. There, there's much more of a rotation on the defensive side and team drills. Absolutely. But on the offensive side, it's like two teams and that's it. You don't right. see the freshmen getting in there and getting reps right now. You don't see uh, Sawyer Robertson and guys like that in those kind of drills. So it seems like Mike Leach is loading down those first two teams to be ready for mm-hmm. whatever, and he doesn't want to put too much on those other guys. Not seeing Teddy Knox in those first two teams is a little surprising to me. Yeah, he's he's done some special teams yeah, stuff. He adds that element of speed that they don't really have outside of Tulu. And again, I, I wonder how much of that is Mike Leach not wanting to put too much on those guys yet. Yeah, We, we might see those reps ramp up next week or something, you know? Um, he, he seems to be a, a protective guy, especially on the offensive side of the ball with those freshmen. You know, we didn't see a whole lot of Jaden Wally mm-hmm. in those first few games last year. Yeah. yeah, He was very reluctant to put Will Rogers in there last season. So I, I wonder how much he, he wants to give those guys right now. Um, and maybe he's, maybe he's just kind of feeding them slowly and then throwing them in there. Because, I mean, they are going through the regular drills, but when they get into the teamwork, the, the, a little bit of a scrimmage type, deal that they do, uh, you don't see those guys as much. They're kind of just sitting back and watching. Let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. When you want Welcome Home Beef products here in Starkville, just head over to Val's Marketplace over there on Highway 12. They've got a meat counter full of them, burgers, steaks, and plus a lot of other great cuts like tri-tip, beef ribs, uh, picanhas, and everything else you're looking for. And if you need something in particular, just let the guys there know, and they can get it ordered for you. They can get it cut for you. They can get you taken care of. It's a full-service butcher operation. Not just here in Starville, though. A lot of great uh, local grocery stores have got Welcome Home Beef on the shelves in Louisville and Collinsville, Pontotoc, Corinth, uh, Bahalia, 
uh, New Albany, and Olive Branch, to just to name a few. If your local grocery store doesn't have Welcome Home Beef on the shelf, find out why. Call them and call Welcome Home Beef to find out what you can do to get those products in your city. That number is 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Just talked to them today. They're re-upping with us for a few more months. They said, we love what you're doing. Well, guys, we love what you're doing at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. And that's putting out some of the best food, not only in Starkville, but anywhere you travel for college football in the SEC. One of my favorite stops, no question about it. When you're in Starkville, if you don't have Two Brothers on your your to-do list, I don't know that you really actually came to Starkville. So head over to the 621 University Drive. Grab some smoked wings, grab some pork rind nachos, grab a burger, or those pork tenderloin sliders. Whatever you want to grab, you know it's going to be delicious when you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems takes care of you two different ways. They've got you taken care of with an incredible selection of products, technology, services, everything your business needs to operate with more profits and less problems, and they back everything they sell up with the kind of customer service you expect when you're working with your next-door neighbor. And that's what they are. They're a local business. They are a Mississippi business. They help Mississippians just like you, and they've been doing that for nearly 46 years. Call them today. Find out how you can become one of their success stories. That number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. What should we be looking to see start happening over the next few days in practice. What position battles should get sewn up? I assume they'll make an announcement on Rodgers sometime this week. What else should we be looking for in the next few days? You, you think they're going to go ahead and announce? That he's I think a, so. See, he was asked about that on Monday, and he was and he was not really noncommittal on it, but he was he said that it's, it's pretty much wide open right now. So I think that he's going to handle it much differently and try to play it out throughout the rest of the camp. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think it's pretty clear to me that Will is the number one. He's, nobody else has really taken a whole lot of reps for the first team. So it's, you know, to me it's it's pretty clear where this is headed. But, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Leach is kind of a psychological guy in, in a lot of ways, and he's I don't, I don't think he's going to make that decision just yet, just okay. publicly. But, yeah, I, you know, I think the, the reps, which I, I don't know how much – more they can tighten up those reps, mm-hmm. um, considering what we've seen. I mean, a lot, a lot of. The, no, you're right about that. Yeah. So, uh, I my going into camp, I would say by week two they would try to start, you know, regulating those those reps to two guys. But mm-hmm. that's kind of where they are where right they are now. now. Um, so you know, does it go maybe to like? Because I don't feel like it's fifty fifty, but it's probably sixty forty Rogers right now. Yeah. Does it go up to maybe eighty twenty Rogers? Yeah. You know, I, I think. It, Pretty soon, I mean, maybe we start seeing more install, mm-hmm. you know, on their play calling and mm-hmm. stuff like that. If if they haven't already done that, I know, I know Mullen was was heavy on the install oh, yeah. when they got into like second week. Yeah, well, yeah we yeah. haven't heard the second Are installations. We're, 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 there's a lot for these guys lot to evaluate. Lot to evaluate. A lot of these guys are, are their heads swimming right now. They don't really know what to do. I mean, it's hard to win games. Yeah. Well, yeah. Half teams are going to win. Half teams are going to lose. On the offensive line. I feel like you know. I feel like we know who the five are going to be to start, but I feel like that's still in going. But who are the next guys? I'll tell you a guy who I've the the few times I've watched him, we talked about him on the podcast. I don't think Albert Reese looks out of place as a freshman. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised the first day when I looked out there and saw 
him on the second team, and I was like, who is that? And I was like, is that Albert Reese? Because it, it, he looked like a guy that was ready. And that's a, that's a freshman. That's a true freshman. I, my expectations for him are, are very high. I, I don't know if he's going to play a lot this year, but I, I think that's a guy that he looks like a major steal for Mississippi State to have been able to get him in. He mm-hmm. was playing, I believe he was playing right guard um, in, in practice second yeah, team. that's correct. So, you know. The, the big guard. The thing about Mason Miller is he is a plug-and-play kind of guy. Yes. He's going to put the best five out there. You might be a right tackle playing guard. You, you might be a guard with, playing with dollar tackle. bill. Dollar yeah. bill was recruited to be a tackle. I mean, LaQuinson Sharp was a guard. Now he's playing center, and now Cole Smith has moved to guard. So we we talked about it a little bit. The the tackles are pretty much set where they are. I don't see Scott Lashley or Charles Cross moving to either guard spots or anything like that. I think those guys are going to stay where they are. Everybody else is pretty is pretty much up for grabs. Those guard spots. Mm-hmm. And you know you can if something happens at tackle you can move Cam Jones to tackle if something happens at guard you can slide in Cole Smith mm-hmm. I think the the that's that's the thing is the positioning behind the top five who's position who's positioning at six seven and eight yeah and to me that's probably Cole Smith mm-hmm. that's probably you know Albert Reese might be in the mix there mm-hmm. uh, their second team center right now is Re- your Reed boy Reed Buys yeah. Um, How did he become my boy? Because he's down around uh, Vicksburg. Okay, he is from Vicksburg. Okay. I'll give you down that. around Vicksburg. Around Louisiana way. So I just automatically assume that's your that's guy. That's fair. I'll take it. Even though he went to Warren Central and not St. Al. No, so no, 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 I'll take him. You'll, you'll take him. Yeah. Uh, so he's been working at second team center. It's going to be interesting to see if, if you know if LaQuinston Sharp comes out of the game or something, do they slide Cole Smith in there, or is he your center? So that that's the intriguing things that I'm looking for on the offensive line. When somebody goes out, who do they put in? I, yeah. I feel I feel pretty confident that Cam Jones is going to slide, be your swing guy. Yeah, at either tackle spots or guard spots. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably going to swing him even to left tackle. So give me your starting line as as you see it. Starting line is is go, I, go I think, left or right. I think it will be what it is now. I think it'll be Charles Cross mm-hmm. at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Left guard is uh, who's left guard? Is that Cole Smith. No. Uh, why have I? Why is my mind going blank here? Left tackle is Charles Cross. Left guard is Nick Jones. No. My mind is going completely blank. Well, now we have we have to know. Okay, the other guys: right tackle Scott Lashley. Yeah, go right to guard left. Cam Jones. No, no, no. Cam Jones is left guard. Okay. Okay. Left tackle, Charles Cross. Left guard, Cam Jones. Center, LaQuinston Sharp. Right guard, Dollar Bill, who my, who was who screwed up everything in my mind. Right. And then Scott Lashley. Um, so, and that's that's a solid group. You know you what's know? funny about that? That's four tackles. It is, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's, but that's kind of that's I mean, kind of good for this state, offense state when you're going to have the tallest offensive line in the country. Maybe yeah. not the biggest, but the tallest. But I mean, you say that. I mean, Dollar Bill. Is a big dude, and oh, so he is Cam Jones. So it's Cam Jones. Dollar Bill is, is a guy that can play tackle or guard. I think in this mm-hmm. offense, it's better for him at guard. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with you. But all those guys are big, with the exception of LaQuinston Sharp, who's not a tall guy, mm-hmm. but he's a stocky guy, and he's he's really built for that center position. I I feel like that group is, has been pretty solid. 
in camp at this point, and they've they've done a really good job picking up blitzes. I've been really impressed with that and their ability to pick up the blitz. Um, now it's all about just protecting the quarterback whenever four guys are, are coming after him because that seemed to be a problem last year uh, when they were facing three down linemen and a linebacker coming after the quarterback. Five guys couldn't block three or four. So uh, that's probably what they're going to see more than anything this season. But um, they, they do look noticeably better up front, and their their bodies look better. They, they look like a legit offensive line group. Speaking of depth, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Cornerbacks, beyond Forbes and Emerson, you know, we, we are all sort of counting on DeCamry and Richardson, but you know who's the next guy there? Well, that's, that's kind of who I've penciled in there. I mean, I don't really know. Asaiz Furge has – has had a lot of reps out there. I feel like it's it's Richardson and and Forge and, and Furge, and I don't really know after that. I mean, that's a position that you have to stay healthy. Yeah, and or you need Richardson to Richardson's got to step up. Could Green slide over there? Uh, a high school corner, five I mean, star guy. He would probably be the most versatile of those guys, of those safeties, mm-hmm. to do it. I mean, I guess you could try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's. Just he looks an, athletic I, I guess enough. it would be sort of an emergency kind of situation. Yeah. I'm just saying, you talk about staying healthy, right? It, it, it seems like, to me, the best solution there is Green moves to corner and you let Preston or Sean one Preston of those other guys or, be safety. Yeah. You, you feel like you've got more C. depth Morgan. C.J. Morgan, yes. You have a lot of depth of safety with Sean Preston, C.J. Morgan, mm-hmm. and Janari Dean's been getting a lot of reps for the second team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, have, you have a lot of guys there. One thing I have seen this week, by the way, that's made me very happy. Whenever they do kickoffs, they all go through the end zone. Yes, There's, there has not been one kickoff to my that I have seen. That Just did not don't go even leave it to chance. Don't. It's a variable. Take the variables out of the situation. I mean, at, at the very best, you're going to stop somebody at the twenty. Yeah. So. Just don't, I mean, there's no point. Just, 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 just boot it out of the end zone and be, be done, done with it. it. That's be right. Um, anything else standing out to you before we should hit on before we go? Uh. You, you no, talked no. to Leach today. Yeah, it's it's tough to learn much from him. He's so coach speaky with with stuff, and because he's so careful with with his team, and like like I've said, you know, he comes across as this people that don't know him or know about him think he's just this dopey guy that talks about mm-hmm. uh, magical creatures and and aliens and stuff like that. He's an incredibly intelligent and uh, incredibly psychological. So he, I think that he. He's very careful with what he says to the media because he doesn't want to get anybody's head blown up or or hurt somebody's confidence or anything like that. So I don't really learn a, a ton from his press conferences, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, I've been impressed with that front, that mm. defensive front. I have to, yeah. I mean, I, that you're talking about three guys, a three-man front. Those guys are tough to block, no matter who they put up there, really. I mean – could be Charlton Davis, Cameron Young, who I, I think has just has has done a great job going from somebody that was going to go to Mississippi Gulf Coast on signing day to a legitimate SEC defensive tackle. Yeah, uh, and and now it's going to be tough to keep him off the field. And you can move Crumbity on the outside. You can have him on the inside. That group's just going to be really good and, and allow the linebackers to to make some plays too. Um, and you know Aaron Burley is Aaron Burley. He's had a good showing so far. 
so the defense to me has been really impressive. They're not. It's tough to get open against this group. Yeah. Which is a really good sign for an air raid offense it's, yeah. if it's having trouble mm-hmm. getting open. Um, that that should be a good. This is a team that's going to pass the ball a lot, so uh, that should be a good sign for you. So, you know. That's that's basically what I've taken away from the first few days. All right. Practice again tomorrow and Wednesday. They're off Thursday and then back on Friday and Saturday. Uh, and I won't be there on um, – I won't be there tomorrow, which tomorrow we'll be doing the rumblings anyway. Yeah. I won't be there Tuesday or Friday. Okay. So. We'll get through that, though. Or uh, Saturday. Yeah, well. Uh, so, anyway, tomorrow, like uh, Robbie just said, tomorrow's our – Tomorrow's podcast is the rumblings. If you haven't already, get those questions. We'll be should be recording around uh, lunchtime. So if you get them in before that, you'll be good. Otherwise, it's just going to be another week without you knowing what you need to know. So be on top of that. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.